We have only 35 chambers. There is no 36. I know that. But I want to create a new chamber. And what would that be? I think Shaolin techniques should be available to all. So then, that's my idea for a new chamber. To teach the martial arts to the people. Anybody. And welcome to another episode of My Three Cents. Today I'm going to go in on, I'm going to give my three cents on um, reflection of self. Because I know recently we've been talking about the value of self, self-valuation, the importance of reevaluating your value, right? <clears throat> and in this one, I want to talk a little bit about reflection. How do we reevaluate our value? How do we look at ourselves? How do you perceive yourself right now? Are you happy? Are you happy with your life? Are you free? So these are very important questions because these are all different things. And sometimes when you're choosing to be happy, you have also chosen simultaneously not to be free. So, I want you to ask yourself first, are you free? Starting this episode, and just ponder that. And by the end of the episode, you should have a pretty good idea of how to consider if you are free. Or if you're just happy. Right? Or if you're just trying to be happy. So, I want to talk first about since we've been talking about um, chemicals, um, dependency of chemicals, drugs, love, the connection between chemicals and what we what we define as love, um, when we talk about reflection, love is an important topic that deals with that because the love vibration is one of the strongest things in the realm. It's not just all the things that are triggered from the body and the mind when this frequency comes, it's bigger than that. Because we attach what we call love to other people and other things. Now, <clears throat> like I always say, all is self, all is reflection, everything is you. So when you, when you really understand that, you can really start to know why you're doing what you're doing. You can understand that relationships are very selfish in nature. Now, did I say it was bad or good to be selfish? I didn't, but you gotta know that relationships themselves are very, very selfish in nature. So when we talk about the function of love, right? let's talk about the functions. Let's talk about the function of love in relationships, since we're bringing that up first. Um, you gotta understand that if you've ever been in love with someone, um, what you've done is a very selfish thing by trying to keep them for yourself. Now, let me explain that. Because people say, well, everybody wants to love, everybody wants to be loved. 
but here's the thing. When you want to make a relationship with someone, uh, you go and you, you there's something about them and you want to introduce yourself and have a conversation with them. What you're doing is trying to set up something to where this person that allows you to feel a certain type of something you feel within you, right? This is all you. But because when you're around this person, you feel it, you associate the person with what you feel and then you say, well, I need to keep this person around because I want to keep feeling like this. Now, this is the beginning of the selfish nature of what I'm referring to. So, <clears throat> we introduce ourselves, we go on dates, we get to know each other, all to get to a certain comfort level where we kind of join together. And that's how people say we're in love. It's because we both agree to supply each other with that chemical with that chemical release we agree to release it for each other and not to use it to release on other people because see that's what we consider cheating in this game that's what we consider cheating is when you consciously and purposefully try to make someone else feel overly comfortable with you to where they start to reflect in their own mind how they feel about you based on chemical reactions and things that's happening in the brain, right? So it's all gonna get equated to you if you spend too much time with a person. You will form a relationship, a type of relation. It's a chemical exchange. And it's also a chemical dependency. Um, and like we talked about before, it's no different than being hooked on drugs. It's no different. Except the supplier is the one you say you're in love with. That's why we get jealous and we have these different types of issues in relationships because it's really the fear that someone's gonna take away your ability to feel how you feel within. It's always you, it's not anyone else. But a lot of times how we perceive things, it seems like it's everyone else and never you, right? The old victim mentality, switcheroo. So, this whole thing of exchanging love and emotion is very selfish because, um, and by now you can probably see very clearly why I'm saying that because to be in love is to feel loved. To give love is to feel love. You gotta realize that <clears throat> because you're perceiving it as getting something You gotta realize I also perceive it as getting something. We're both getting something. Why do you think they say you gotta give 50-50 in relationships? What do you think they're talking about? Give what? Everything? No. That would be uh, an over-exaggerated viewpoint. 
So we're talking about that feeling, <laughs> that comfort that we can give each other and that we personalize to each other. People get married behind this kind of stuff. And people also get divorced because they didn't understand why they even got married. They were both high on the drugs, the chemicals. That's why they tell you puppy love is a different type of love. It's a love that's not really tainted with real life stuff. Um, you don't have to consider many other things during that time, during those stages. It's all about the chemicals. It's all about the chemical reactions. You don't even really have a dependency yet. That's why you can go and love someone else easily. The older you get, the harder it is to go and love someone else because now effort is involved. I'm trying so hard to get this chemical in my brain. I gotta play this game with this other person to release it in their brain. It's a give and take. That's why a lot of relationships fail too because people probably don't understand what they're really doing with each other. They think that they're supposed to just make each other happy for the rest of their life, whatever that is. What kind of unrealistic goal is that? So, with this love stuff, man, um, like I said, to love is to feel loved. Um, and how you know that's true is because the love you, the love that you um, show is the love that you feel. It's something that's very reciprocal. All is reflection. So, the whole jealousy and breakup thing is about losing love, which is really about losing the ability to feel loved. That is what it's really about. Never was really about the quote unquote other person. It was always about you. So the quicker you can admit <laughs> and see that it is about selfishness and it's purest, then you can probably get somewhere because there's nothing wrong with an agreement, right? There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you give me this feeling and I can give you this feeling. Let's agree to give this feeling to each other. That's a cleaner relationship. You know what you're doing. You know what you're there for. You know that you depend on each other. So it's different. It could actually work. It's a meeting of the minds. It's not diving into this mysterious thing called love that we can't really define, but we keep trying to hold on to anywhere we find it very unhealthy because many things can trigger those chemicals and have you with a false sense of love so if you don't know how to feel love within you're not going to be able to tell what you're supposed to be holding on to and what you're supposed to be sidestepping so <clears throat> what I'm basically saying is 
when you seek love, because you got a lot of people that are looking for love. Remember, now is the only thing that's real, the now. So anything that you claim to need in the now is also a claim to lack in the now, right? Anytime you think you need something, you are also admitting that you don't have something. Those are two different things that are happening at the same time. So think about this when we say somebody needs love or not. When you're seeking love, you're putting yourself in a perpetual state of not having love because now is the only thing that's real. There's a way to cure this also. There's a way to, there's a way to fix that. So seeking is lacking now, right? So the way to fix this is that if you generate, because we know love is just energy. It's a type of energy. So if you generate the love energy within yourself, then that's what you're gonna attract from the outer perspective. And that's what's gonna create balance in your world. You see, because love is just an energy. Love is a blanket word. It's an umbrella term for a lot of other things, chemically, energetically. It even has physical, um, physical reactions. So it's on love exists on all on all realms and on all planes. So in the love energy is where you can go to find what what's called compassion. And we know that if you ever wanted to change anything, compassion is the only way to change anything. Things only change through compassion, through giving into them and nurturing the change some type of way that's the that's the only real way to change something um especially if you're talking about changing it for the better so remember a lot of times we love because of a very selfish reason we love because it allows us to feel love um and at the end of the day no judgment is always about you that's why the key to exiting judgment is exiting judgment of self first. Don't try to exit judgment of other people if you haven't exited judgment of self. That makes no sense. You gotta exit judgment of self first. If you can't get past yourself, you're not gonna be able to get through to other people. So we love because it allows us to feel love. It's selfish. But selfish is also to live. Being selfish is to live. Because the only opposite of being selfish is to be selfless. And to be selfless is to have total disregard for self. 
So if you can understand that, being selfless will be actually living in reverse. It's having total disregard for self. They've taught you that it's selfish, that selfish is a negative trait when it's really not. Because if you're never selfish, what are you ever? What are you and how can you define yourself if you've never been selfish? If you've never been about self? So to be selfless is to live in reverse. And we all know what that means. This is the knowledge of living in reverse. What is what is the word live reversed? Evil. So these things are based on real things. But it's very hard to get to the root a lot of times. So to have total to have total disregard of self is to have an evil nature because not only have you rejected yourself but you don't even regard yourself. That's living in reverse. That's an evil nature. If you believe in this evil stuff, right? Depends on what level we're talking on. So it's living without regard to self. I also want to say this about love while we're talking about it. Um, Because love is just one part of this self-reflection. The ability to love yourself. That's why they always tell you that nobody's going to love you more than you love yourself. And the key is this. um, If you don't love yourself, you're not able to love other people. So that's why they're telling you that. Love won't exist with you if you don't love yourself. Therefore, you would never know if someone else was loving you because you don't love yourself. You don't know what it feels like. So it's easy for you to misinterpret somebody else that was actually showing you love and you rejected it. Love comes in all forms. That's why we even say tough love. It's not about some fairy tale, frilly you know, um, ribbons and bows, flowers. It's not always about that when it comes down to what we call love. Because, see, we're defining it that way because that's the comfortable way to experience it. Tough love is one of the uncomfortable ways to experience it. But when we're talking about stuff like love, we're also saying that um, we got to talk about stuff like hate. Because love and hate are actually the same thing. One spectrum, two ends. And I'm sure I've said this before on a different episode. Let somebody do something or destroy something you love or somebody you love. uh, Let someone take them away from you. Now, the feelings that come next are akin to your love for them. You get what I'm saying? The anger that puts you on that mission to avenge the loved one is a form of love. So we got to stop being so used to seeing things come in one type of package as well. Like being selfish and being selfless or loving versus feeling loved. It's all the same. So when we're dealing with reflection, a lot of times we got to talk about resistance because this is where suffering comes in. 
a lot of um, ancient texts, especially in the Buddhist um, culture, they will explain to you that suffering comes through resistance. And anytime that you find suffering in your life or you feel like you're suffering, what you must immediately do is look around and find the resistance in your situation and unclog it, unblock it. Because suffering only comes through resistance. A lot of times we create what we so-called suffer from. Right? And you say, well, I try to live right. I, I try to do this and do that. I avoid living like this and that. But this is what I'm saying. That's one way that you create that part of your narrative that you perceive as negative eventually. Because when you avoid something or when you make an effort to live one type of way, you highlight that thing you're avoiding and you make that thing very present in your life. So let's say you wanted to be good, you was avoid being bad. Well, you just highlighted what we call bad. Because now there's this thing between you and bad where you avoided it at all costs. It actually has a type of control over you at that point. This is what I mean by being happy versus being free. What we avoid, we highlight. What we chase eludes us. That's why you're chasing it. That's why you're not supposed to chase money and say stuff like that because you gotta realize when you're chasing something, that means it's also getting away from you. How about attract? That's more attractive, right? Attract the money, don't chase it. Become magnetic to the things that you perceive as success for you. You have to get to a place where you become magnetic. You don't have to set out to accomplish everything. You just need to be in a place where those things can come to you and you will be in a position to receive them. But first, you gotta be in a position to recognize them when they show up. So what we chase eludes us and what we avoid, we highlight, I repeat. Everybody wants to be happy, but even that whole thing about being happy is a dualistic mind frame. This is I'm gonna explain to you what I mean with this whole happy and free thing. Because by choosing to be happy, you're choosing not to be what you call sad, all right? These are all dualistic ways of thinking. You don't have to think any of these type of ways. You don't have to choose either one. That's what you realize at some point. When you gotta choose one, you're still trapped by this whole thing. You're still caught up in the game. It's still judgment happening for you to be able to choose. People wanna be happy and they think that's the opposite of sadness. And they say, well, I avoid sadness because I practice being happy. But what this actually means is that that person is not free from sadness. You get what I'm saying? They're avoiding it, but they are not free from it.
So being happy and being free are definitely indeed two different things. Uh, being free is when there's no resistance to anything. It's acceptance to everything. It's really like seeing life as an experience, an experience for the spirit, an experience for the genetics, a learning experience, a growing experience. Going back to the natural order of things, realizing that you're still spirit playing a role. You're playing the role as the being, the who man being, the human being, the being of man that comes in all colors, all hues. Man, master, able, noble, being. The master being, the able being, the noble being. Man. The human. Understanding these different ways of thinking, of choosing how to feel versus not feeling any way about how you feel. These are things that come with what people call being activated or going through what's often called the awakening process. This isn't mythology. This isn't the this isn't a movie. This isn't the matrix. This is real. This is what they're referring to. The way that they choose to explain it. So it comes with being activated um, through the DNA, through your genetics. Something that has been actually lying dormant in you, waiting to connect with you on a conscious level so that it can kick in, so to speak. It's what people call waking up. You'll hear a lot of people say, I'm woke, stay woke, that's nonsense. Whenever you hear somebody saying that, immediately get away from them. Don't, don't talk to them about knowledge because for them, they're doing something that's about trends. That whole stay woke movement, that's trendy. It's not informational. It, it was not a movement for our people. It didn't enlighten our people. It didn't do anything. Right? They're probably not even saying it anymore. It's probably not cool to say it anymore. It's probably done. So, this is being activated, man. This is about waking up, which makes it also about death. This is what's known as the death that happens before the awakening or the death that happens before the rebirth. Right? The dying of old ways. It's the same knowledge as when somebody says when a man dies, a baby's born. It's that same thing. When an when a old way dies, a new way is born. When the old self dies, the new self emerges. That's the knowledge of a lot of the things that we take part in, especially religion, the Bible, all these types of things. 
It's really all about that. It's really all about one way dying and one way being born. Um, this is like Old Testament, New Testament. Uh, testament is a word that comes from the term testamente. which means teste means body mente means mind so when you hear reference to old testament new testament what what that means is old body old mind new body new mind old testamente new testamente A lot of things aren't as mystical as you might think they are if you've never looked into them. And when I said that the whole waking process has to do with death, um, another way that you can see this plainly every day in the realm is through sleep. You gotta remember, Dying is only a form of losing consciousness from the body. It's only a a divisional thing. It's about splitting, dividing. And this is exactly what happens every night. This is why they tell you, this is why they tell you that sleep is the cousin of death. Because they are the same thing, except you wake up every day for most people. And that is based on the knowledge of what's called life and death. Right? It's the death of one thing, but the awakening of something else. There is no permanent state for either one. Now, this is also why when you lay down at night and lose consciousness from the body, body goes into recharge mode this is also why and we'll talk about in different episodes the proper way to shut down the body the condition that the body should be in upon being shut down and being laid down for the night as the brain travels as the, as the consciousness travels um this is why in the morning you say good morning the only time you mourn is when someone has passed away So the knowledge of good morning, it's a good morning because this is different. You came back. See, a lot of times you've been using the words and you just never realized where it came from and what you're saying and why you're saying it. So for a while, when I came into that knowledge, I I stopped saying good morning. I started saying great day. You hear some people say grand rising. It's all reference to being born again. The sun rose with you. The whole thing started over. You think it's Tuesday. You think it's yesterday was Monday. You think every day is a different day because your consciousness is holding on to its memories. But the true knowledge is that every day is one day. And through you and through your memory and through your consciousness, you have the opportunity to do everything 
and every day you can do the same thing that you consciously remember doing or you can do something totally different so everything exists at the same time every outcome and every possibility this is when you get into quantum physics and stuff like that but it's really not like i say all the time it's not as complicated as it seems because when you can relate it to your actual life you can understand it easily you can take it in so when I was growing up um, I used to always say I was good at unlocking people because I always noticed how people would tell me their secrets I always had these very close connections with my friends it was rare that we had fair-weather connections as friends, right? We we always, I was always really tight with my friends. Those that we call friends were real friends. And I, I'd always noticed that connection growing up and that it was consistent. And uh, what I realized later in life was that it wasn't so much as unlocking people but it was more like allowing them to take their mask off. I gave them an environment where they felt like they could take their mask off around someone that also walked around without a mask. You know, these are all personas that we're playing. And one thing I really like about Buddhist culture is that, you know, when they bow, it's always acknowledging the creator playing the masterful role as the other person. It's an acknowledgement right away. Indian culture does it as well. They acknowledge the creator in everything. And I think that's really cool because you can stay grounded that way and always realize and understand and remember that this is what they call the God playing all these different roles. And what you might not know is that, and I'll get into this deeper another time, uh, if I haven't touched on this before, but the role of the Joker and the Joker being wild and the Joker that can play any position. That is directly linked to what they call the Godhead or the creator. There's no way to disrespect the creator, by the way. You can't personify it and give it a name because that would be more disrespectful than anything else to think that you had that ability. To take what is unfathomable <laughs> that created your entire being, all of this, but you use what was created to try to define it? Nah. It can't work that way. There's some things you gotta be comfortable not fully understanding until it's time for you to understand them. You can't give everything a name and a placeholder and claim it. Very dangerous thing to do. So 
we are the creator playing many roles and playing the role so well that we have forgotten who we are. And we actually got caught up in the ship of the who, of the who man, of this type of being. And the only way to get back to where we come from and reconnect is to really become the essence of what we are. And if we're playing the role right now of the human being, the first thing to do is to start being versus some of the doing and versus some of the trying is to get back to feeling and being. And that way you can trace your you can trace your way back all the way to the unseen. This is why things like meditation prayer and all these things exist because no matter what you believe in they're going to give you a vehicle to charter yourself back to the unseen and do work so if you're a Christian you pray if you're not religious you simply go inside because you realize that the inner verse is the universe anyway right the universe the one verse the universe the you while you the universe the song that we're all singing and it's like a symphony one instrument can't realize the weight that it has on this whole thing coming out the way that it's coming out it's hard for one instrument to realize that Y-O-U, your own universe. So when it comes down to it, this whole thing is reflection of self. However you're perceiving this world, its existence, this reality, this realm, whatever you call it, earth, this class, this place in time, this moment in time, this one moment, it's like having a minute and then within that are seconds and then within that are milliseconds and so on. We're living the milliseconds in one minute of existence. This is a moment that we've begun to take too serious in the wrong direction. So Again, this episode was on reflection and realizing that all is self. Everything you love is so you can feel that love back. Um, It's always about you. And being selfish ain't such a bad thing. Let's get rid of that way of thinking. Look at your life and realize it's a reflection of you. Stop being a victim. If you want to change something, change it. You have permission to change your own narrative. You were given that. In the grand scheme of things, there's nothing to change. 
So realize that all is reflection. Deal with each person like you're dealing with the creator because you are. Stop being so involved in these ships or these bodies or vessels and believing that it's you to the point where we pick and choose based on them. So this has been a relatively short episode for me <laughs> for uh, for reflection and just something to think about coming into 2020. I know everybody's talking about 2020 and clear view and clear vision and everything like that. Um, the way it came to me was just 2020, a time of clear reflection, a time to take a really good, honest look at yourself, where you are versus where you've been and where you headed and really be honest about it. And for those, those of us that have friends and loved ones that we keep in contact with, it's time to be honest. It's time to be honest with them. No more of the uh, enabling. And it starts with not enabling ourselves. So uh, this is that year, man. So this has been the episode on reflection. Just something brief to think about. Uh, exit judgment of self first the other steps will follow you'll know what to do so are you free or are you just trying to be happy big difference how are you affected by this whole thing so until next time this has been my three cents. Thank you for all repeat listeners coming back again. Welcome. All first time listeners. Share this with somebody. Come back. See what's next. See what topics have popped up. And uh, once again, I appreciate all the supporters, people that, that look out for me and uh, people I communicate with about this stuff. And... Um, people supporting me on the different platforms monetarily and through cash app dollar sign kotr36 that's me if you want to reach out that way connect your energy with mine and try something different so until next time this has been my three cents hope you enjoyed it and i will be back again bonus oh,